tracking and bush stories. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye. And having recently returned from Mala Mala, I'm always amazed at how guides and trackers actually find stuff in the bush. Now, if you've been, you'll know that a lot of the time, if there's a tracker on, in, on the vehicle who sits in the front left, he's looking around, he's looking down, he's looking for tracks, right? If you do not have a tracker, your guide often will lean out the vehicle or stop the vehicle, get out, walk around, look for tracks. It's phenomenal. It's an art. It's a science. And in this particular podcast, Matt tells us a little bit more about tracking. He does an interview with a tracker from one of his recent trips. And I'm sure you guys will enjoy this. And it'll give you a new appreciation for the way that people find things when they're on safari. Hope you guys enjoy this one. Hi, everyone. How's it going? I hope you're all well. And yeah, so at the moment we are out in Sabi Sabi Private Game Reserve, which is just on the western side of the Kruger National Park in um, South Africa. And, you know, we've been here for about five days already, six days, and we're here for another five. So we're about at the halfway point. And I kind of got thinking around the experience of a safari and game drive, and my eyes and thoughts kept going to the front of the vehicle um, where the tracker sits. And so I figured, geez, I've got to talk about trackers. I've got to bring to light um, you know, what they do and the value of having a tracker on a safari. For those who have had trackers before um, on safaris will know just how important they are. Um, and for those who are yet to go on a safari, I really and truly hope that you get to work with some of the best out there because they are phenomenal and I'll go through exactly why. Um, the tracker in particular that I'm speaking about on this podcast is um, Foster. He's a tracker from uh, Sabi Sabi and he's been with us um, from the beginning of this safari in particular and he was the absolute perfect tracker for me to use um, for this podcast and for the blog that I'll be writing soon because um, I'm going to expand on what I'm saying today in a blog um, with pictures and talk more about the art of tracking, um, which I think is quite important because, you know, I call it an art because you can only learn so much with tracking. I mean, you know, scientifically and with the books, you can get to a certain point, but after that, it really becomes an art form and people like Foster can take this to a whole new level. And what I'm really excited about is that um, he's going to share a wonderful story um, with us and, and pretty soon I'm going to cross over to... Um, a sundowner so we were at a sundowner asked Foster to please share one of his stories with us and my goodness did he share an absolute perler so uh, we're going to cross over to him quite uh, soon to when I had a chat with him at the at the drink stop Um, but before we get there I just want to sort of go into a bit more about it so on a safari what will happen is you'll get a, a cruiser land cruiser the vehicle that you go on safari in and on the bonnet or on the hood of the vehicle will be a chair or a tracker seat and he'll sit up there. And what these guys are doing is that's the best view in the house. We always joke, um, you know, best view, um, office view in the world. Um, and obviously, understandably, I mean, it must be beautiful up there. But yeah, the reason for it is so that they're up on the front. They can look down on the roads. They have a full almost sort of 180 degree view of what's going on in front of them. And the reason that they're up there and the reason they can see the well, the important part of seeing the road is because the animals tend to use the roads as game paths, um, as as sort of paths of least resistance. And so by him being there, he can look down and see and look for animal footprints. And so that sort of brings up the question, what do trackers actually do? And 
to put it very simply, trackers track. Okay, they find animals. They are not spotters, although they do spot animals incredibly well. People get this misconception that they're just up there to spot game. It's They track animals. They read every single sign in the bush. Later on, um, Foster will tell us about how the bush speaks to him. And um, he'll give us a few examples what he means. But everything from the, the footprints in the sand, you know, the, the, it'll, he'll be able to tell us the time of day, um, how many of them. You know, which animal has got a limp, which doesn't have a limp, which animal is healthy, which one is sick. You know, where were they going? Were they running? Were they walking? He can look at leaves, branches breaking. He can look at um, different bird calls that might alert him to predators, different smells, um, even mud on a tree that will give him an idea of where these animals are moving and what's going on. So we will all learn what, you know, we can all very easily learn what a lion track might look like or perhaps what an elephant might sound like for example, but using that information to find those animals, to read those animals, is just a whole new level. So that in itself is probably one of the most important things on GameDrive, or the biggest benefit, let's put let's put it that way rather, of having a tracker um, on your safari. But from a photographic point of view, if we were to look on the photographic side of things, how does it help you then? Well, it gives you so many more opportunities. So you'll you know, probably increase your game viewing by, I wonder what the number is actually, I don't know, let me thumbs up one, let's say 30 to 50%, um, depending on where you are, because the ranger who's driving has to, of course, chat with guests, has to worry about driving, and might miss a few of the signs, no matter how good at tracking you are, when you're not that involved in the actual tracking process, it can be quite difficult sometimes, so you've got the tracker up front with his wealth of knowledge, his incredible art form, um, and awesome eyes that's going to help you spot more animals. So that's great for a photographic point of view and just a normal safari. But also it goes to another level, and this is where I find the biggest amount of value coming into play here. They can often foresee or predict animal behavior. And if you've listened to some of my other podcasts or if you've been on safari with me before, you will know just how passionate I am about animal behavior. Because, I mean, I've, I've even gone as far to say, perhaps even controversially, that I would rather buy an animal behavior book over a photographic book to get better as a photographer, for example. And the reason that I say that is because I find if you can predict where the animal might go, and now of course they, they animals are wild and they'll do as they please, but you know you can learn their behavior to a certain degree, especially trackers. They are exceptional at this. So for example, um, the other day we had a beautiful sighting of lions drinking. Now, the guide, you know, um, Graham was talking to us and we were chatting about the animal behavior as such. But, you know, Foster suggested, hey, there's a water hole. It's getting hot. They had a kill last night. Let's go and set up for that shot. And true as Bob, the lions ended up drinking. And it was a phenomenal photo shoot. So this is the second pair of eyes, the second um, sort of, let's call it brain that's thinking about the animal behavior that helps us get those photographs. So those are the, just to just to touch on the tip of the iceberg, you know, the importance of a tracker on a safari, um, you know, that that's sort of how they, they what they bring to the game. And so what I'm going to do is we're going to um, hop over to that sundowner. Um, just imagine, like, and this is what I love about safaris as well, by the way, one of my favorite times of the day, because people often ask that question, what's your favorite time of the day on a safari? And it's this time. It's often that sundowner moment, just past the golden light when the light's gone and faded. Um, you know, if there isn't a sighting going on and if there's not too much going on, I love that moment of just getting off the vehicle, getting your boots on the ground and 
with that wonderful orange glow and just you know trying to absorb that day that had that that was um and it's often the best time to start talking about wonderful bush stories so i caught up with foster um he's been in the industry for 14 years so can you imagine the things that he's seen and done um just a wonderful jovial man excellent man to chat to and he has got an absolute perla of a story for us so here's foster me chatting to him under the golden sun with a drink in hand enjoy yeah and it was uh, i remember one day it was early in the morning just after the buffalo got to drink i and, and my ranger went on game drive as soon as we kick out of the lodge we pick up on a very fresh tracks of a leopard we jumped out of the Viking to make sure that is it fresh or not and make some calculation on it. We find that, yes, of course, it was very, very fresh. Fresh leopard tracks. Yes. Yeah. We left the vehicle there and then we take the tracks on foot. About maybe 50 meters, we decided that the vehicle is very far away. Then I decided that the ranger must go back and fetch it at the guest. I carry on with the tracks. The tracks left at the road go into the bush. As soon as I step my foot into the bush, a Francolin stood up and I tell Francolin, give me a very funny noise. <laughs> I nearly get a heart attack, but that didn't stop me to, to look for the leopard. For the leopard. I carried on, I carried on. Then I, somewhere else I found out I'm very much tired. Yeah. I decided to find a tree to rest. Then when I look ahead, I find out this and I tell him again. Yeah. Very thick and dense. I decided there I can go and stop the rest. I went there, sit down. As soon as I sit down, a drop of a blood into my hands. A drop of blood? Yes, so, yes. So you sat under a tree for yes, a rest and a I, drop of blood fell down. Exactly. I looked up and <laughs> that there's a big male leopard no. with the impala kill. Oh, <laughs> I nearly died, but I managed to the position. Really? I sit down there, stood up freshly and nice, walk out of the tree. And I didn't disturb the leopard. Really? Yeah. But usually we as the trekkers, we spot a leopard from a distance. Yeah. But just because the tree was very... Thick and thick. dense. I yeah. couldn't pick it up when I get there. That's so, and then unreal. I walked up and find my call, shout, call my ranger to come fetch me. Jeez, that's unreal, eh? Yeah. I've never yeah. in my life. <laughs> yeah. And were you scared at all? I, I didn't. No, uh, not, no, not I, at all. I didn't. I've been professional. Yes, that's I've unbelievable, eh? Yeah. Because how long have you been doing this for? 14 years. 14 years. Yes. 14 hey, years. unreal, eh? Yeah, and you get some magic stories like that. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, sheepers. No and, ways. And the guest was so very surprised when I said that I was under the tree. Then uh, all of a sudden, the drop of a blood from the above. So Whoa, blood drips were, on you. You're like, yes. oh, hectic. There's a leopard above me. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That is what happened. That's unbelievable. That's a great story. Yes. And then with tracking, um, did you? how did you learn tracking? Uh, after I done my matric, I went to London as a private game reserve okay. for tracking course. Though it was not that big certificate that I can go somewhere to look for a job. And then from there, I went to Magalali private game reserve okay. where I, I, I did level two. Level two. Yeah. And then from there, I got a job at Sabi. Yeah. I carried on with the job and some trainings and I went back to Singita. Okay. Then I got level three. Level three. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Because huh? what does it go up to? I think it's like level one, two, three, and then four. Five. Five. Okay. Five. five. Five, it's a, a senior. A grand master or something like that? Or master is master. six. Uh, level six? Yes, Eish. that's a master. So you're only halfway? Yes, yeah, I'm only halfway. <laughs> but I'll get there one day. Yes, that's brilliant. Eh? And that's an amazing story. Yes. 
Because I mean, yes, no, people, that's what you hear about, like, in the books. <laughs> yeah, in the books. And this happened lively. I can't me. believe that. Mm. Eh? And like, um, yeah, I've been professional that yeah. if I was so scared, yeah. I should have threatened the leopard and yeah. jump. Yeah, and then run away. Yeah. Unbelievable. And you enjoy tracking, of course. I do you enjoy love it. it. No, I can yeah. see that you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy it. Yes, when you like, find tracks, you want to find that animal. Yeah, exactly, though. yes. But why do you think, so like, why do you think tracking is important on a game drive? You know, um, because you know there's a ranger who knows what a track looks like but yes. you've got a tracker so a tracker sits up front in the vehicle yeah like what do you i mean it's like why do you that's important there yeah the importance of track of tracker in a game drive is is because without tracks you will not find animal easily yeah to climb the cats that's for sure yeah that's well, for sure you can just find them along the road and bump with them but it's so very nice to pick the tracks start following the tracks yeah. and find it and find it yeah, yeah. that is the importance of absolutely it. i've seen yeah. how you work and it's yeah. unbelievable picking up on the tracks is the evidence and the show that the animal is really close by yeah or yeah. even far but picking on the tracks is good but with 14 years experience and with a tracker like yourself i mean like i can learn things like oh there's a leopard track on the road but you know you can see how a genet has walked on top of the track yes so there's lots of little lessons so there if there is a leopard walked on the roads and there's a genet tracks on top there yeah. it means that that leopard track is not fresh it means it's not fresh yeah because a genet is the only is the nocturnal animal yeah walks during the night it works at night yes so if that genet track is on top of a leopard track no it's not fresh. it's not fresh it's not fresh because a genet as soon as it starts getting light yeah genet disappears yes yes oh that's amazing that's good to know yeah, see so know. small things like that that exactly. you can bring to the game drive that and one of the other things yeah. particularly when you we are doing our walking track once i find the elephant tracks yeah and then also a baboon track on, on top of of the elephant tracks. Yeah, it means the leopard is close by. Yeah. Then I must make sure that if the track is still going there, I must go around and pick the tracks in front uh, because the baboons are still active around five o'clock. Yes. Yes. Uh, that is where they go to feed. Yeah. Stood up from their routine place. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, so you literally like the bush is speaking to you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so all the different okay, signs. Yes, the elephant tracks. Yes, the baboon tracks on top. Yeah. Oh, it means that oh, this elephant is not. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah. And which cool. is your favorite animal to track? Which one do you love to track the most? Leopard. Leopard, eh? Yeah, leopard. <laughs> Especially leopard. after that story. It's easy and simple. Yeah. 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 Sometimes it's difficult, but I yeah. love to track leopard. To track leopard. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, trackers bring an, an enormous amount of um, knowledge um, because. You know the area so well. Yeah. You know the animals so well. And you help us find the animals. Exactly. And I know very well that this, if this leopard is white dam, he go this direction. I'm going to check that particular pathway. Yeah. That is where he usually mark his territory. Yeah. Then I'll pick up the track there. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Knowing the area and the and the animals that are in that particular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were telling me that the um, one of the female leopards here, the um, Kigilia female, has a limp. Yes. And then you were actually saying that you can see yeah, from the in track. the tracks. Yeah, in the And track. you can tell which leopard because it's limping. It's, it limps in a, a hideway, a uh, hide-feet leg. That's amazing, yeah, eh? Yeah, I can see that. Oh, this one, like, the sticks bright. The sticks, yeah, uh, yeah. Big men yeah. have got a limp. And when you put the leg, it's just like he's also taking some sand. You uh, can also see, okay, this is a stick sprite. Yeah. According to the track of that meal. Yes, sir. Uh, mm. She's a level of detail that you must know. It's yeah, just unbelievable, it's, her. Exactly.
No, that's amazing. Well, Foster, thanks so much, man. You are welcome. I'm really hoping to get some more stories because I love it. I Thank love the tracker much. stories. I love yeah. the tracking, yeah, how it all works and everything. Yeah. But yes, you guys do a great job. You've, um, we've been here for five days. Five days Yes, now? five days. Yes, and you, yeah, you and found then, cheetah, cubs. Yeah. The hunt this morning was because... So, I mean, this morning, if you think about it, like we saw we had an incredible sighting of a cheetah yeah. with a cub hunting yeah. because you found it. Yeah. That's the kind of... You know, just because you found that animal, we yeah. had an amazing sighting because yes. of it. We would never have seen it otherwise. Yeah, exactly. It should have gone into a middle block. Yeah. And no one should notice that it was here. Exactly. Because the area that, that uh, the cheetah was, yeah. was on the fabric. And yeah. we usually not drive on the fabric. Yeah. So that track will remain fresh, get old on the fabric. Yeah. And no one will notice it. Yes, uh, you see, that's amazing. Like, I can't believe that. I mean, mm. yeah, it's, it's unbelievable because a lot of people will call, I know a lot of people often call you like a spotter, but it's not. Yeah. Tracking's different. Exactly. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, very yeah. It's very different. Oh, that's amazing. Well, Foster, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. You are welcome. I appreciate it. Let's go and let's go and watch the rest of the sunset. Thanks, okay, bud. Thanks, I appreciate much. it. Okay. So Foster is an absolute legend. I love the guy. I love his passion. Um, just a beautiful big personality and with great stories. And I mean, as you can probably tell from that little section, just the level of detail that he goes into around his tracking. Um, so for those who don't know, a genet, um, G-E-N-E-T, uh, how you spell it, is a nocturnal mongoose type of um, creature, which, you know, if he's what he's saying is that if he sees a genet track on top of a leopard track, then that leopard track might be a bit older and he moves through the night. Um, I also know that trackers go as far as like the dew drops. So they can see the, le- the detail of the dew landing in tracks suggesting that this leopard walked before sunrise so i mean these guys know what they're doing like i said they the bush speaks to them um and then you throw in his personality on top of that and he's just an absolute asset to have on game drive so you know i just strongly feel this that this form this art of tracking is slowly dwindling um as the technology and the modern world takes over and, you know, to, have, to be able to meet people like Foster who, you know, still holds on dearly to this type of um, work is just so incredibly special. And that's why I want to bring it to light. And so I'm definitely going to be writing a blog on this and it will be coming out soon-ish. I'm going to be taking a bit longer because I'm just collecting a few more pictures and examples and stories and things like that to to kind of, kind of bring it a bit more to light um, because it, it's so in-depth and so large, this field. I might even have to break it up into a few blogs, but that's yeah i'm just super passionate about it i mean to be able to you know foster will be able to tell you exactly what that animal was doing exactly what it's the animal's night and morning looked like or its day looked like before you even see that animal um so he's talking about an invisible animal as though it were there and you know for those of you who have experienced it before would agree with me that it's something so incredible but for those who haven't i mean i desperately hope that we get you onto a safari with a tracker and a guide soon just so you can see how alive the bush really is um, and, and its many secrets that it holds as well um, that these trackers unveil. So yeah, anyway, I can go on forever. I can get passionate about this. So stay, um, keep a lookout for my blog. Thank you so much for listening to this. If you have any questions or if you want to know more about Foster or what he does um, or anything along those lines, please give me a shout. I'll be happy to chat about it. Um, probably be a long chat because like I say, I get passionate. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And we'll see you out in the bush soon.